Welcome back in, everyone, to another edition of Storytime with Steve. So, I've been sort of sick the last week. <clears throat> Please forgive me if I uh, stumble a little bit through through this episode. I'm I'm recovering, but it's been about a week. I've had a lot of drainage, and I don't know if it's just with the temperatures changing. You know, we went cold, and now we've gone warm again, and now it's getting cold again, and you know, East Tennessee weather for you until we settle into winter. But even when we get to winter, one of the reasons people, I think, love living here and want to move here is that it's pretty mild. I mean, it doesn't stay really, really cold for a long time. I mean, it kind of bounces back. So if I have to clear my throat and uh, don't quite have the voice, the voice that you're used to, um, that is why. So... Moving right along to today's topic. This one's called Spooked on a Mountaintop. Now this one originates, it would have been about 1998 or nine, one of those. I had moved to Johnson City, going to ETSU, and was definitely in college at the time, and um, my best friend Matt that uh, I met in college, he called me up and he said, hey, what are you doing tonight? And apparently I wasn't doing anything. I think it was a Saturday. Of course, I usually worked at the grocery store till about 7 o'clock or so. And I wasn't apparently doing anything. And he said, do you want to go with us? We're going to take a ride up into the mountains. And, and hey, sure, sounds like fun to me. So back in, the, back in those days, I guess you could say, I'd – a lot of times in a situation like that, I've grabbed my acoustic guitar case and headed out the door. But before I left, I still brought something else with me. I had this little twenty-two revolver, nothing fancy. Um, I got it from a meat cutter I worked with in Knoxville. He was getting a divorce and dumped it off for 50 bucks cash. I was like, yeah, I'll take it. So I brought that with me. You never know. Um, you know, you're driving into the mountains somewhere in the dark. So we headed out, and I think there was maybe one, two, three, four, five. There was there were five or six of us, maybe. Just, you know, college friends, people that would hang out at Matt's house all the time. He kind of had one of these rental houses that there was always something going on. Either there was a get-together or a party or people just sitting around watching a movie or something. So one of Matt's friends, I can't remember her name, really nice girl. She was from North Carolina. And she's like, well, I'll drive this because I know where we're going. So she was driving. Matt had a 90s model white Toyota pickup truck, four-wheel drive with extra cab. Not really sure if anybody was using the seats, <clears throat> uh, the back seats in there. But there were at least three of us I know that were in the back. I was in the back of the truck. And then we just literally just sat there and – rode all the way through into the mountains. And, um, of course, if you know the Johnson City area, you would know this, but those of you that you're listening from far and away places. So Johnson City, Tennessee is just a beautiful area that's located where you have the city and urban areas, but then you can literally in five or ten minutes be in the mountains somewhere in a beautiful setting that you would not even know that you're you know, close to a, a major town or anything. And so you can get a, you can get in these all these mountainous areas just within you know a few minutes. So we headed on the interstate, and then 
she got off somewhere. I'd say it was going towards Asheville, but I'm not positive on that. But we were definitely way off the path from any city at all. I, don't, I really don't know where we were. But we made it up through the mountains, and we're on these winding roads. Like I said, I'm in the back of the truck. There's a couple people back there with me. And we finally made it up to the top of this mountain. You know, beautiful view, no city light whatsoever. No light pollution, as they call it. There was, there was none of that. Just this big, beautiful overlook. And no one was else was up there that, that we could see. Um, so I got the guitar out. I started strumming along. And we started playing and singing a few songs, having a good time. Well, after, you know, two or three songs or so, we we heard something. And it sounded like a car or a truck I would say a truck and if I had to describe the engine I would say a large block V8 you know truck engine you can tell the difference it definitely wasn't some little Honda or something you know that good 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 you know that sound when it's when it's a larger engine probably a late model of some sort but the weird thing about it was we heard the engine but we saw nothing we didn't see any headlights we didn't see anything else. All we had was the sound of a vehicle entering our area that we were that we were in. So it was just really odd and strange. And we started talking to each other like, well, I know you heard it. There's obviously a car in the area. But why did they cut the lights out? You know, why were they covertly trying to ease in on our territory that we were parked at? And I'm not really sure how much we longer we hung around. I don't know if we did another song or two or just talked or what. But we basically just decided that um, we didn't feel comfortable being there anymore. So we got ready to, like, pack up and leave. And that, of course, this whoever it was had cut the engine off. Still never saw where they were, who they were. And then my friend Matt said, Hey, man, uh, you got that strap on you? Of course, that's slang for, you know, do you have that gun with you? And I said, yeah, I do. I, I brought it. And, yeah, I know, I mean, people could laugh at that and think, oh, well, you know, all it is is a little twenty-two. Those of you that don't know, guns are firearms, okay? A twenty-two. the the numbers twenty-two is the caliber. A twenty-two caliber round is basically the smallest round that they make in a, for a bullet that I know of. So you have, like, BBs and BB guns and airsoft gun stuff, and then, you know, the next thing up would be like a twenty-two. You know, it, it has a lead tip, it has a gunpowder charge, and it it's it's a bullet, but it's just a really small one. Well, the funny thing about a twenty-two is that probably more people have been killed with a twenty-two than maybe any other caliber. I don't know, but they can definitely <laughs> fire into someone and kill them. They're just not as strong of a round. You know, they wouldn't have the stopping power as, you know, a 9mm or a 45 or any a 38 or, you know, any of those higher, more powerful uh, rounds. So, uh, but that was one of the reasons that I took it with me, not knowing where we were going at night up in the mountains. So, luckily, um, you know, he asked me and I said yes. And then we were all loading up in the truck and, you know, we drove out of there but that's the thing it's like the title of the story we were spooked 
on a mountaintop because why would someone enter the area with their truck or vehicle and cut it off and not ever reveal who they were and where they were? I mean, it just seemed very strange to me that we just felt like we were being stalked in some way. I mean, they could have heard us up there talking or singing or whatever. And um, so we left the area and we got out of there and made the ride home and then that was it. Um, but it's funny because a couple of years after that, I started working with a guy that started telling me this story about that he had played with in this band that he was pretty serious in. And he had two band members that went up somewhere. I don't know where it was. And they, um, they were camping or doing something and they were approached by, I mean, he referred to him as a kid. I think he was only like 18 years old, but he was, he, he came to rob him. And so he, he had a gun on him and he was robbing him and they were trying to get all their stuff to give to him. This guy just got frustrated and he just shot them both and just killed them. And so, I mean, this guy, you could tell, I mean, he just had these scars about that for the rest of his life. And so it made me think about that scenario that we had when we went up there that night and then that vehicle entered the area. Um, you know, luckily nothing happened, but it was just a very strange kind of situation. So you just always, I just recommend people being prepared for different scenarios that can come up. And as long as you're prepared, Hey, you know, if you don't need to use what you bring, then that's fine. It's, it's, I mean, I kind of jokingly refer to it as the spare tire theory that you always want to have a good spare tire with you. You may never need it. If you don't, that's fine. But the one day that you do need it, you're broken down on the side of the road and you're going nowhere if you don't have the spare tire. Well, if you don't have anything to protect yourself, and you're especially in a mountainous area or an area where there's no law enforcement, you may not even be able to call law enforcement because there's probably no cell signal. You have to be self-reliant. You have to take care of yourself and your family, your friends. So... There's my piece on that. So until next time on Storytime with Steve.